It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Current and former athletes, members of the athletic department, and of course the best fans in the country all make up a very special group we like to call the Cyclone Family. Join me, Jamie Steyer-Johnson, as I bring you closer to the people that make Iowa State unique each week on the Cyclone Family Podcast. Some names you may know, while others may be new to you, but one thing's for sure. This is one family reunion you won't want to miss. Each week on the Cyclone Family Podcast. And welcome back to the Rock Chalk Podcast. I am your host, Annie Metz, and yes... We are still celebrating a national championship for the Kansas Jayhawks basketball team. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how much longer it's going to be. I could see us talking about it for the next three months or so. Uh, not really sure, but you know what? It's so much fun that we're just going to keep it rolling. So uh, today we are actually talking not about the game itself, although that may come up in our conversation as part of winning a national championship or anything really related to college basketball and especially Kansas basketball. You guys have seen them all going around Twitter. You guys have seen all the great stuff. I'm talking about those video edits, all the highlight packages, you know, all of the, the voiceovers, all of that fun stuff. And I saw quite a few going around by this, by this guest that I have here on the podcast. It is the guy behind the Jayhawk Focus podcast. Um, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Look, uh, you know, I, I've, I've wanted to do this for a while because I know a few other people. That, uh, that, that do these sorts of edits, do these videos, all this fun stuff, but never had someone who was willing to come on the podcast and kind of talk about it because I'm super interested in it. I started doing some video editing when I transitioned this podcast to, uh, you know, to the new site and everything. And, and let, let me tell you, there's a lot of stuff you can do and there's a lot of ways to get lost in the weeds. But, um, of all of the ones that you've done, cause I've seen, I think probably like eight or nine of your videos that have been, been going around. Which one do you think is, was your favorite one to put together for this championship run? Um, well, I think my favorite one to put together probably was the one to go to the final four, not even the championship one. Uh, I, I was just, I, you know, for a time last year, I decided to stop making videos and, uh, I never really felt inspired to make anymore until we made the final four. And I just decided to throw everything I could, uh, into it as kind of like my, you know, last video that I was possibly going to make. And uh, it worked out really well. And uh, people, it blew up in a sense and people enjoyed it and they were begging for a championship one, made that one. And then after that, I made a, a, a winning video after we won too, uh, which was awesome. Uh, it was fun to, fun to make. Yeah. So, I mean, like I noticed looking at your account and everything that you do, you do other edits and, and things like that. How, how did you get into doing these sorts of videos and these edits for, for recruits? Um, well, I would have to say, first of all, um, shout out to Dre Productions on Twitter. Um, he kind of really got me into doing the video, uh, the video stuff and everything. And 
uh, and then shout out to, to Deezer. He's the one who kind of got me into doing uh, like photo edits, jersey swaps, just cool edits and stuff like that. And then also shout out to KU Live Tweets and News. He's actually the one who inspired me to even make the to make the uh, the account. Um, so that that's really how it all kind of got started. Dre, uh, awesome dude, love him. He first started making videos and started telling me about how to do some things. Um, and I kind of followed him, and it, it just started uh, getting a lot of traction and blowing up. Same thing with the with the photo edits on Photoshop with Deezer. It's just just kind of went that way. Awesome. So, so when you're going to like pull stuff together, are you just like grabbing highlights that you're finding online or is there like a, a place you normally get all that stuff from? Cause I, I'm going to tell you right now, when I first started looking at doing that kind of stuff, I was just like, I don't know where to find any of this. Like you get so many different great shots. It's just like, Oh my gosh. Um, well, I have to say it's, it's a huge mix of things. And, uh, I know there's a lot of programs on the computer that you could pull clips from, um, and you could download it to your computer, but I actually found the best way to pull clips is to do it on your phone with the new screen recording stuff, um, with, uh, with iPhone at least. And so I've just been pulling clips from like the Kansas Twitter account. Uh, I'll go on YouTube and find the games and then fast forward to the parts to where they have uh, different angles of shots, uh, which that could be, you know, you know, hard to find sometimes because you're trying to find the exact moment of when they start talking about a certain shot or a certain play. Right. Um, but that's how, that's typically how I would find it. So I would find the video screen, record it, and then it would be on my phone. Um, so all those clips and videos that you see in my videos are actually still on my phone. Awesome. So, I mean, you, talked about getting back into it for this for this championship run um like what from this championship run like kind of inspired you to do this like what what were the memories that you've that you wanted to make sure that you captured as part of the video that you're doing um well what what i wanted to make sure i got from the video was you know this team had a a lot of ups and downs this year and i feel like there were a lot of uh, drastic takes and, uh, you know, with the whole 20 point comeback against K state all the way to the 20 point home loss against Kentucky. I really wanted to like boost this team up as much as I can, even though they probably wouldn't even see the video. I just wanted to get hype around it really. And I, and making the videos hype myself up. So even if they didn't blow up, I would still be proud of it and I would still watch it over and over and over again. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I don't know. I was say, I think I was looking at, I thought I had seen at least some people surrounding the program talking about some of them. Um, which actually I believe it was a retweet from someone related to the basketball program that got me turned on to your, your first one, which was absolutely fantastic. But, um, I guess when you're going to try to put a video together, like, how does that process look? Like, are you looking for clips first and then deciding how you want to bring them all together? Or do you have like a general idea? of like what message you want to send with the video or like what, how does that process look? Um, well, I, I would say the process actually starts with the music. Um, I kind of want to find a theme with what I want to do. So sometimes some of the videos will start off, you know, kind of slow and there'll be build up, And then some other videos, it would just be like, boom, right into the action and everything. So it would start with the music and then I would kind of splice the music how I want it. Um, you know, sometimes it's too long and Twitter only allows you to post a two minute and 20 second video unless right. you pay for their subscription. So I'd have to find ways to make the, to make the music short enough, but also, you know, put together to where it's, you know, going to sound good. And then after that, I start collecting the videos and it's really all about the timing of when you put the clips to me. Um, so sometimes when you hear some of the music, the clips will change from scene to scene on the beat, on the beat drop. Um, and it just makes it look more clear and more fluid. Um, that's just how I do my. And honestly, it's, it's just, it's, it's just really cool when, you know, the beat drops and then it changes to something else and then another beat drops and it's a yeah. completely different clip. Like, Oh yeah, no, that's, that's, I, I love the way that that works. And, and honestly, it's, it's stuff that I've explored trying to do myself, but I'm just, I'm nowhere near as good at it as, as the people that actually do it. So um, I just, yeah, I instead mean, I, I'll I just enjoy the sometimes. work you guys do 
and and you know share all of that stuff because you know you play to your strengths. I love to talk about the Jayhawks, and I know there's a lot of other people that can put all that great work out. So, um, you know, let's let's go ahead and uh, like what what kind of you know because I'm I'm asking everybody that that comes on right that's this KU related. And of course, we all enjoyed that national championship <laughs> game, but. Um, from the final four, like what were your favorite moments from the final four? And if you could take anything from that weekend, right. And turn it into a video, like which, which clips would you want or what kind of additional stuff would you want to be able to look at? Uh, well, I think the biggest thing from the final four that I would take to make a whole video about would be that 15 point comeback in the championship game. Like, you know, Puff Johnson at the end of the first half making that layup and putting them up 15 points. It, we looked so deflated and so defeated going out of the first half. And then in the second half, it was completely changed. I, I don't know what Bill Self said, but I need that speech yeah. <laughs> on every down, down moment in my life because that was insane. I mean, just coming straight out of the gates with the set play. Uh, I, I believe it was a backdoor cut uh, by Brown from the top of the key. And it just – you know, it started blowing up everything that North Carolina was doing. Day one on defense with the quick hands. Uh, you know, I think at one point North Carolina stepped over the out-of-bounds line um, after we just scored. Right. Um, it's just that whole 30-10 to 10 run essentially was, you know, glorious. I, I, I couldn't believe it. It was, it was you know, it kind of reminded me of uh, the Chiefs' Super Bowl run against the 49ers down 10 you know, halfway through the second half, it was just nuts, but we couldn't be stopped. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, Hey, any other, uh, I mean, any other memories from the final four or the national championship you want to share or, or any advice for people that want to get started doing this sort of stuff? Um, well, I guess for the advice thing is that, um, you know, it's going to take time to kind of get used to it. And then once you start figuring out, it starts to come pretty easy. Even, uh, on the on the Photoshop stuff, um, you know, I've had uh, it. If you if you go back on my account and find my old Photoshops, you know, compared to today, they they don't look too great. Um, but you just keep doing it over and over and over again, and then eventually you figure it out. Um, and that's I mean, as long as you put the work to it, I mean, you're going to be able to do it eventually. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well. Um... <laughs> You've done quite a bit. Is there a recruit that you've worked with doing edits for them that that, that was your favorite to do? Um, I don't. I've I've worked with a couple uh, recruits before. Some of them have uh, considered Kansas. Some of them, you know, went to other schools. And I've also worked with some of the players before. Uh, I, I would say one of the more prominent players that I've worked with um, was actually Silvio De Souza, and I, I was a big ad, advocate for him. Um, through all those tough times, through being suspended uh, by the NCAA. I, I made several videos for him, a couple edits for him. Uh, it's just, you know, uh, I, I felt so bad for what happened in the situation he was put in. Um, there's a couple other recruits um, that, I, that I've done, uh, that have messaged me, uh, was actually Brandon McKissick. He was from, I think he played for KCK. And he went to Florida, but he actually messaged me a couple times asking for a couple edits in case uh, he ended up going to Kansas. Um, and I think most recently, uh, I think it was – try to find it. It was that Jackson Grunty kid. Um, he, went, oh. he goes to the same high school as uh, Devon Dotson did. Um, yeah, Jackson, Jackson Prunty. I think that's how you spell, or pronounce his last name. I posted that Photoshop. Uh, I did a complete jersey swap on for him, um, completely free and everything. Because uh, I, I'm not, I'm not in it for the money. Right, right. Um, and I, I, I know what they're, I know what they're wanting and everything. So that was pretty, that was pretty cool to do for him. Uh, he is. I guess that would be my question. Do you have a lot of players or recruits that reach out as a like, hey, I'd like this in case something happens, or is it usually people like? when they know that they've made a decision and then, and then coming and asking for them? Uh, well, I would say most of my edits to begin with are, you know, without them asking, uh, it's just kind of like, you know, can't discount a recruit, you know, I'm posting edit about them, but some of them do actually message me before or after. And they're like, Hey, um, could I get a swap? Could I get this edit? Um, and you know, they may or may not have committed to Kansas yet. And it's, you know, and just out of respect for them and everything I do it. Yeah. I enjoy doing it. 
and uh, it's pretty fun. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just kind of how it rolls. It doesn't happen often, but uh, when it does, it's, it's pretty cool. I know that you, we, we, we were talking a little bit beforehand and I know that you are a, uh, a, a big KC guy, the, the entire KC area. What are you looking forward to most from, you know, this next year coming up, whether it's, you know, the Royal season that's just getting started or the, or the chief season that's going to be coming up next year or something from Kansas next year. Well, I'll talk about all three, um, with the Royals. I mean, they're on right now. Um, uh, I've already, uh, before we got started, Bobby Witt had an amazing play at third. Uh, we were in the shift and he was the only person on the left side of the field and he had a backhand throw and it was just, I, I can't wait for him. I cannot wait for Bobby, Bobby Witt Jr. Um, and I think I think the Royals have a legitimate shot at pushing for a wild card run um, if they can improve the pitching um, and improve some of the uh, some of the offense and defense too. Unfortunately, so, improving the pitching I think might be a big ask with what they've got on the roster. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Uh, we got we got a couple good minor or minor, or minor leaguers like Ace Lacy who could be called up towards the end of the season too. Uh, but adding Grinky with the, with that experience and for him to be able to mentor you know, those guys coming up. Um, this is going to be really helpful, in my opinion, at least. Um, and he's a, he's a solid pitcher, too. And then, you know, for the Chiefs, I mean, I cannot tell you how devastated I was about Tyreek Hill. I, you know, I saw Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, and, and Hill as like peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and it felt like we lost all the jelly. Yeah, and <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Now, now it's just peanut butter and bread, and it's like, man. Uh, but you know, short term it really does suck. But long term, uh, you know, it's probably the best investment. You know, we're getting a ton of picks in the top 100. Um, there's rumors of us trading up for Jamison Williams, um, maybe a couple other guys too. And you know, there's always the rumors of DK Metcalf. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm excited for the Chiefs. I think we're going to be underdogs this year. I don't think the media wants to talk about as much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, That's what happens when you're at the top for so long, you know, they kind of get bored. So. Yeah. yeah. What, what about, what about KU football? Are you, are you excited for football this year with under Lance Leipold? Man, uh, KU football, when, when KU first hired Lance Leipold, I was a little skeptical. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, I was, I was curious on how he was going to run everything with moving from Buffalo to, to Kansas and if he was going to adopt his same uh, like power run style that he would have. Um, and, you know, he showed a lot of light last season, especially, you know, against OU, almost beating OU, weren't for that, uh, that one play at the end. Um, and then also, obviously beating Texas, you know, I'm not sure if that's going to be a regular thing, but it was pretty awesome. Um, it was I, I enjoyed it. Jalen Daniels, that dude's a stud. Um, I'm hoping we can move Jason Bean to, like, wide receiver if he has those route running skills. In the yeah, I get the feeling he'll um, be like a Tory Lachlan and be a running back with the ability to throw. But, yeah, I, I think they're, they're going to find ways. Cool. I, I think, yeah, I think, you know, we might end up, you know, running the quote-unquote wildcat uh, with Jason Bean a lot, too, and have a couple of option plays with him, you know, Throwing and running, and then bringing in Daniels to just run the offense. Uh, but this year with Kansas, you know, um, I don't want to get my hopes up too high, but I, I feel like we should all expect, you know, maybe three to four wins this season. You know, win the non-conference. Um, you know, I think uh, I think we played Duke at some point too. Right. We have Tennessee. Um, it's Tennessee Tech, I believe it is, the beginning of the year. I always forget. It's one of the smaller schools, but uh, unfortunately then they get to play West Virginia on the road and then play Houston, which, you know, is unfortunate mm-hmm. that they have to go down to Houston as one of the, you know, the team that's getting ready to join the conference and then, and then get to play yeah. Duke at home to end the, the non-conference. So theoretically they could get two of the three non-conference ones. I think uh, that Houston one's yeah. going to be kind of difficult unless things really pick up between now and then. Yeah, uh, now that I'm looking at the schedule, I think I think we should beat Tennessee Tech, um, West Virginia. Uh, that's that's at West Virginia. That's going to be a little difficult. I mean, all road games in football are going to be difficult. Yep. Houston, uh, you know they they're great. 
they were second in the American last year, I believe. And uh, they're a great team. It's going to be hard to play down there. I think we should beat Duke, uh, especially with it being at home. Uh, I think we have a shot to win maybe two games in the Big 12 as well. So, maybe Yeah, I think there's them, definitely a lot of opportunities. It's just a matter of them pulling <laughs> it together. And, of course, you know, if there's any coach that we could have that you would think could – could get the best out of them after what we saw from Leipold's staff at the end of last season, you know, the win against Texas mm-hmm. and then super competitive with, you know, against uh, TCU and, uh, oh my gosh, I just completely forgot who they played the last week of the season. Uh, wow. That was, or no, that was West Virginia, wasn't it, at the end of the season? <laughs> I think it was. Um, but anyway. Yes, it was West Virginia. Yeah. So, I mean, they were super competitive at the end of last season. So, like, if, if there's any coach that I feel could actually go ahead and get them a couple wins, even if they wouldn't necessarily match up, you know, talent wise, I think that Leipold is in a good position to do that. So I, I, I happen to agree with you. I think they're going to make some good progress this year. Um, I think I actually made a bold prediction that they're going to end the season beating K State to become bowl eligible. So I'm actually on record saying that, and hopefully they don't let me down. I was right about Texas, so hopefully they don't let me down uh, this well, year as well. So out of, out of all the coaches that Kansas has had in the last decade and a half. Uh, I do feel like Leipold is the one that actually gets the rebuild done. Oh yeah, and I for feel sure. like a, I feel like every KU fan has said this about every other coach, but I uh, I've never said that really publicly about any coach. Maybe except for Les Miles, you might have to double check my account. <laughs> uh, but Leipold, I, I am confident in him now. Um, our last three games of the season is at Texas Tech, and then uh, at home versus Texas, and then at K State. Um, I feel like. By the end of the season, just like last, we're going to be able to find or at least have our mojo. Right. And, be and be we'll competitive be in all of those, and, and you have an opportunity. So, yeah, I, oh, I yeah. agree with you. I think Lance Leipold is the first coach since Mangino where I've actually felt uh, very confident that they would get back to that same level. With the others, yeah. it was a – I could see a path that it could happen, right? But it's not a yeah. – but it's like other things are going to have to happen. He can't do it by himself. Leipold, the way he runs his programs, the way he's run programs in the past, I, I have a hard time imagining that he is not going to get them there. I don't know what the timing of that's going to be like, but it's hard to imagine he is not going to get them to where they need to be, where they're competing for bowl games regularly, um, you know, and having opportunities to actually finish towards the top half of, of the Big 12 Conference. So, again, it might take four or five years, but I expect us to see progress every single year, um, even if it's not necessarily, you know, you can take a dip. In, in terms of the number of wins you get in a year and and still see progress towards that ultimate goal. So I'll be interested to see what they're able to do there. So, all yeah, right. I mean, well, oh, I, I, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I typically get, I typically get hate for this sometimes, but uh, uh, I, Kansas is a basketball school. Um, so for football, I really, you know, personally, I feel like it's okay to expect four to seven wins every year. Um, when we get to that point, I, I'm not expecting Kansas to ever be a powerhouse or anything like that. But with Leipold, I'm confident that he's going to get us to, to bowls, um, you know, year in and year out once he gets his recruits in and, you know, gets his system set up. Like, And he, he's already, you're already starting to see that with his system, uh, you know, with having Devin Neal at running back one and then Kai Thomas at running back two. He's going to be able to run that dual system. For sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where – you know, we have yet to see a school that is dominant in both football and basketball, you know, at, at least long term. Like you can, for example, yeah. Ohio State for a while was really good in football and basketball. Florida for a while was really good in mm-hmm. both, but they weren't able to sustain it. Right. They had to pick which one was more important. And at Kansas, basketball will always be more important, but there is no reason why football can't be good and, you know, and can't potentially yeah. be a great program, but not an elite program. Um, that doesn't mean they can't have elite years. They can't get to the point where they're doing something special. And I think that it's not too much to ask for that, at least occasionally. Um, but you're right. Like no one should be, especially with where the program's at right now, no one should be legitimately expecting them to turn this program into a powerhouse in the next few years. It's just not going to happen, but there are definitely huge strides to be made to make this a sustainable program, you know, that can finish middle of the pack all the time, have an occasional year where they jump up and, you know, contend for the title, in, in the Big 12 Conference, like there's a lot of room that they could get to where I think every single fan would be absolutely 
ecstatic to have a football program that can do that year in and year out. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, um, let's, let's go ahead and wrap up. Uh, any other final thoughts you want to leave the Jayhawk fans with either about the editing work you do or, you know, any of the teams coming up or anything like that? Uh, well, uh, do you care if we talk about basketball a little bit? No, it's fine. Go ahead. And I'm really excited for Grady Vick. That dude is an absolute stud. And I've heard some people, um, close within the program or, uh, people who are close with Grady say that he possibly is better than Christian Brown coming out of high school. And that's, you know, extremely exciting to me. I mean, he won Gatorade National Player of the Year. He's a five-star recruit. Um, I believe he's top 25, maybe top 15. Um, dude, the dude's an absolute stud. He shoots over 40% from three. He's super athletic for his size. Um, that dude is a complete stud. And um, if Christian's not back next year, I would expect him to start. To be honest, even if Christian is back next year, there's a good chance that Grady Dick's going to be starting with who he's, you know, coming in for. I, 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 I think if Wilson and Brown are both back, then theoretically there might be an issue of trying to figure out who's actually going to start. But I do think yeah, that, you would have to. Yeah, I do think that either Wilson or Brown, or even potentially both of them, might end up going to the NBA, especially after the way that they played in the NCAA tournament. Um, so I will be really interested to kind of see. You know, and that's the big thing in terms of basketball is that until we know who's actually going to be back, it's going to be difficult to kind of look at what that roster is going to be. Um, but I am super excited about all the possibilities that they have. And, you know, it, this is the first big recruiting class that Bill Self has been able to pull together in terms of super talented, high-rated guys since the the whole NCAA scandal broke. And so I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what he's able to do with that. And obviously, like, there's a lot of people talking about that might you know, wrap up and we might actually know what the results of that is in the next few months here. So there's a lot of stuff still to happen with the basketball team that it's difficult to know exactly what we're going to have and what it's going to look like. But I just know that there's a lot of potential and I'm super excited for it, especially coming off a championship season. So, Oh yeah. Like I'm, I have, I have my expectations. I feel like this is absolutely no disrespect to, to the players I'm about to talk to, but I feel like CB is more of a NBA ready player player than Jalen. Um, and I feel like the odds are is that we're going to end up getting one of them back out of the right. two. Um, and if we do, that's, you know, say it's Jalen, uh, you know, you have a potential starting lineup of, of Juan, Grady, MJ Rice, Jalen, and then uh, Clements, um, Yuda, or, and there's also the possibility of Dave coming back for a super senior. But he did end on a great great run and a great way to finish his career. Kansas. Yeah. I, I have a hard time imagining McCormick will come back, but if he wants to, we'd be glad to have him. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that would, uh, you know, it would be unfortunate for you, and Zuby coming in. Um, but you know, Dave on a super senior year is potential first team all American. I feel like. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, but and then you have the possibility of, you know, Jalen and CB both leaving, which uh, I feel like is probably the most possible. Um, you know, at this point, it's like, you know, they're ready to make that jump and, and mentally and physically. And uh, I wish them all the best for that. Like, they, they got us a national championship. There's, I can't blame them at all in the slightest. Yeah, I, I see this year or this offseason – just like I did the one after 08, after that championship. Like, I don't think many people expected Mario Chalmers to leave, you know, after the 08 season. Like, there was a lot of talk about him coming back and what it was going to look like. But once they, but once they won the title and he made that shot, like, it, it was pretty clear that that was what was going to boost him into the, uh, yeah. you know, in, yeah, into getting exactly. drafted. And you can't blame him for going at that point. And so I, I get the feeling, oh, yeah. I get the feeling that players like, like uh, Christian Brown and Jalen Wilson, if they weren't planning on going before, if they weren't getting the kind of attention that they were before, that's enough to elevate them up on the draft charts and give them an opportunity to actually get a serious look. And so I would be shocked if neither of them, you know, went and tested out the process and tried to see what they could do. And, and I would definitely not be shocked if they both, you know, went out and got a bunch of information and decided, Hey, it's best for us to stay in the draft. So there's a lot of uncertainty for this next year, but like we said, a lot of potential. So I'm super excited for it, but oh, yeah. all Kansas right. Well, has fully, Kansas has fully reloaded for next year. Oh yeah, for like, sure. E- e- even if they both leave, they have, we have fully reloaded and it's like unbelievable to me, um, especially in the middle of the investigation. 
Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us today. But uh, where where can everybody find all the great work that you're doing online? Where can everybody find it? Uh, at Jayhawk Focus on Twitter. Um, that's the only platform that I'm on. I can't be on YouTube or else I'll get copyright strike. Yeah. <laughs> um, I used to be on Instagram before I rebranded my account um, from Just Ask Brand to Jayhawk Focus, but I stopped running that Instagram account. Because uh, no it wasn't getting much traction. Yeah. So, yeah, but, we'll make yeah. sure everybody, if you haven't already, go out and follow him. Uh, you know, if we can make sure that we get all the great work that he's doing. I'm looking forward to the next stuff that you're doing. Maybe you can throw some good football ones out there when football season gets started. We'll have to see. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll, ha- I'll have to I'll have to think about the football things. I'll have to get some highlights. Um, can't wait for football season. Um, but we still got baseball season. Um, we still have the off season. And we still have uh, – this whole conference realignment stuff going on. Yeah, that'll be interesting. interesting. So, All right, well. I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I know. All right, well, I do, before we get into the weekend, with the, the football spring game coming up, or I'm sorry, the football spring preview coming up, uh, I do have some information there to share and want to wrap up some of the other stuff. So we'll do that right after the break. We will be right back on the Rock Chalk Podcast. Hey there, 1012 Network listeners. This is Dustin from the Scott and Holman Podcast, the original Houston Cougar athletics podcast, and the latest member of the 1012 Network. Uh, my co-host, Sam, do you want to tell the fine folks what the Scott and Holman Podcast is all about? I sure do. We come on here at least once a week, and we talk all things going on in the world of Houston Cougar sports. Plus, we usually find time for some of what's going on in our future conference, our current conference, and really the college sports world at large. We're not just a football, men's basketball podcast. We really pride ourselves here on the fact that every single team that wears the Scarlet and Albino in Houston and their jerseys gets time on our show. Plus, from time to time, we bring on some guests ranging from opposing team experts to even former Olympic great Carl Lewis. So be sure to search the Scott and Holman podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, we spell podcast P-A-W-D cast because we are oh so funny like that. And we're back. Big thanks to Jayhawk Focus for joining us in the prior segment to kind of talk about what he's doing, um, you know, with all the excitement surrounding the national championship and the final four and everything that happened with KU basketball. It's great to kind of get that perspective on those videos that, you know, we've all been watching and we've all been sharing. And of course, Speaking of things that related to the national championship that we've been sharing, the fantastic brand new national championship t-shirt from sponsor here on the podcast, Homefield Apparel. Homefield Apparel is the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel anywhere. They have t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, joggers, a whole bunch of stuff. Over 120 different schools now, not the 100 plus that it was before. Um, they have vintage college vintage logos that are absolutely fantastic for every single one of them. Uh, they, you know, I love all the logos they have for all the different schools they have. And of course, they've got an entire Kansas line that was just recently expanded with the national championship with a fantastic national championship shirt. Uh, I highly recommend you go out and get it. I already have one in there on my card. I'm getting ready to order it as soon as I have the money to do it. So, but you can go ahead over to homefielderpower.com, save yourself a little bit of money by using promo code chalk 12 to get everything that's in your cart. I know you're going to want a whole bunch of the Kansas stuff, um, but everything on your, on your first order, save 15% using that promo code chalk 12 and everything or any order over a hundred dollars gets free shipping. Uh, fantastic stuff. I highly recommend you do it again. Homefielderpower.com promo code chalk 12 gets 15% off your entire first order. All right, so just a few other notes and things that we want to talk about before we get out of here for the day. Um, you know, we do have, obviously, with with the national championship, one of the big things that that lets Kansas do with the other programs, um, you know, it, it actually does help all the other programs that they have, specifically Kansas football. As we all know, Kansas football is having their spring preview coming up on this Saturday. Um, you know, I did see a lot of people griping about the fact that the the, the parade for the national championship for the men's team uh, for for the basketball team was being pushed. It was originally announced on Saturday. I believe that was probably just an oversight by someone in the department. Um, they they did end up pushing it to Sunday, and and there's a really good reason for that. You know, um, there's several different outlets that kind of talked about because Lance Leipold has made comments about just how great this national championship for the basketball team is for the football team. Um, you know, he actually had shown in some of his prior stops that when some of the other programs you know get successful. It can help to build some buzz. You know, the success of other programs can show just how committed the athletic department is to the football program. And and a place like Kansas, when your most successful program in the men's basketball team wins a championship, it naturally brings more attention 
you know, to the to the entire athletic department. The fact that the women's team has made it to or made it to the NCAA tournament for the first time in a while and they look to be on an upward trajectory as well, you know, that's huge for the department. Uh, that's huge for everybody as a whole. And, you know, what Travis Goff has been saying and how he's been talking about how it's important to have the entire department working together to get all of the programs great. Like, that is one of those things that you really just you can't talk enough about how important that's going to be, how much help that's going to be to this football team as they're trying to grow. Um, so they do have the spring showcase coming up this this evening. I'm sorry, this this weekend on Saturday. Should be a good opportunity to head out out there. I highly recommend that if you are going to, if you are in the Lawrence area, or if you are planning on going to the Lawrence area, you know, don't make it a trip just about going to see the the championship parade. Um, if you can get over there on on Saturday, I highly recommend you get over there. We are going to have somebody over on Blue Wings Rising that is going to be there to help report. Um, you know, so we can talk about what we're seeing from there. I know I'm going to be trying to tune into the to the spring game. Unfortunately, I will not be able to personally be out there in Lawrence, but. Um, I will be trying to tune in and take take a look at what kind of information is coming out of it. We know what kind of video. I believe it's going to be broadcast, but I will get that information. We'll make sure that we have it for you guys over on Blue Wings Rising if it's available. Um, you know, just to kind of make sure that every as many people as possible are seeing that. But the, there's going to be a lot of festivities. You're going to be able to see a lot of the different players, kind of talk, see what they're doing, um, and really get excited about what the coaching staff is able to do in a spring practice. Um, you know, this isn't, this is a new experience. We have not been able to see this last year. Lance Leipold was literally hired the day before the spring showcase or before the spring game. And so we didn't get to see how he runs it. We didn't get to see a look about, you know, like what happens in those spring practices, how, how the team has come together, what benefits they're getting from it. So it's going to be an interesting way to look at the first full off season for Lance Leipold and staff and see what they can do. Um, you know, they, they did actually have press conferences on Thursday night, kind of talking about, I'm sorry, Thursday morning, talking about what the last practice before the spring preview was. Um, you know, and I think the big thing to come out of it, um, was, was actually a surprise to me talking about the, the corner position. Um, you know, they, they have gone and looked, they're looking in, you know, the, the junior college ranks, they're looking in the transfer portal, trying to bring in some corners. Um, Jordan Peterson, said that he wanted to get more consistency out of the group today. Um, and so, which is a little bit surprising to me, the way that Jacoby Bryant was talked about last year, you know, and, and how great of a of an option he was. I don't know if it's him trying to adjust to a new system or if they're talking about the entire unit as a whole because just the entire unit needs needs some extra help or what. Um, I will be very interested to kind of see what we see in the in the showcase so that we can know if it's a entire unit type of thing um, or if they just need to have more depth for it. So that's definitely something to watch. Um, you know, they are looking for a bunch of other players. Honestly, they have defensive ta- tackle stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they can bulk up on that defensive line a little bit more just with everything that was going on. But, um, you know, there's lots of recruiting happening. Uh, I don't know how much of it's actually going to be during the spring game. So there, there may be some recruits there, but I, I haven't heard about any specifically. Uh, but they are looking for new options to bring in. Um, you know, over on the, uh, well, throughout the, the rest of the team for, for that recruiting. So, um, you know, it, I mean, that, that's your foot to football update for right now. Um, you know, that is one of those things where they are, they are actively looking to find ways to improve the football team. This is going to be our best look until we get into spring practice, I'm sorry, summer practices, fall camp, all that fun stuff before the football team. Uh, we will have plenty of, you know, Information, speculation, whatever we have, kind of looking at this team, looking at the lineups. Uh, we'll have all of that over on Blue Wings Rising throughout the summer, so be paying attention to that. Um, but yeah, that that is uh, that's it for football for today. Just wanted to go ahead and give you guys an update as well on quite a bit of the well of the other information. First of all, if you have not already heard about it, it's all over the place on, on Twitter on the KU Athletics website. But the Kansas Basketball National Championship Parade will be on Sunday, April t- April tenth. Um, at 2 p.m., it will start on Mass Street at 6th Street and go all the way down to 19th Street. So you can find plenty of options there, uh, you know, to be on the parade route so you can watch and go celebrate with, with the team. So uh, if you haven't, if you weren't able to make it out for the celebration at Memorial Stadium when they got back, um, you know, I recommend you try to get out there for the, for the parade. It was a great time. Uh, I actually was, was pretty close to campus the last time in, in 20, in, in, in 2008. 
I had just graduated, so I was able to go back for that one. And I can tell you right now, it was a fantastic time, and I bet that this one's going to be even better. So I highly recommend if you are able to get out there, definitely do it because it's going to be a blast. Um, all right. The rest of the department, uh, there's a bunch of other sports that are kind of going on right now. Unfortunately, one, I haven't been able to give you as many updates as I would have liked because of all the other things going on, all the all you know, all the coverage we're giving you of the basketball team, and I I realize and I and I do apologize because it's not an excuse to let all these other programs go by the wayside. Um, but with some of the other things kind of going on, I just wasn't able to devote as much time as I would have liked to. Um, but specifically, we'll we'll just kind of start with some ba- some some results that we've seen recently. Um, all Big Twelve basketball. I'm sorry, Big Twelve baseball and Big Twelve softball have started conference play. Um, unfortunately the baseball team has not gotten out to a great start in conference play. Uh, they are one in five after two series, one against Oklahoma state. Uh, and that one was, uh, was actually on the road down in Stillwater and then a home series against Texas tech. They won the final game eight to five, but the first two games were not really that great. And, and, you know, we're, we're talking about two highly ranked teams in Oklahoma state and Texas tech. So it's not that surprising. Um, you know, that Kansas has struggled a little bit because while this is a team that is improving, this is a team that you can hopefully start to see some things from in the next few years. Um, they, they don't, they don't have the talent level to compete with some of these, you know, top teams that are expected to be college world series contenders, um, by the end of the year. And in fact, the April 2nd game, unfortunately was, uh, was 28 to two in favor of Texas tech. So that kind of gives you an idea of, you know, how, how difficult it's been for them this year, uh, most recently, Kansas did lose on the road in Columbia, Missouri, playing against the Tigers, lost 14-6. to That was on April 6th. Um, coming up this weekend, they have a three-game series against Illinois State that will be at home. So if you if you are not attending any of the other festivities, or even if you are attending the other festivities and are able to sneak over for one of these games, um, you know it, it's at 6 p.m. on Friday. It's at 3 p.m. on Saturday, and then on Sunday, they're at 1 p.m. So theoretically, you could try to sneak for some of those. I, I realize that it conflicts with some of the other stuff going on, but there's plenty of Jayhawk action for you to to be up to date with and kind of working with this this weekend. Uh, jumping over to the women's side, softball, unfortunately, has not had a, a particularly good start to Big 12 conference play either. They are right now 12 and 20 overall. They are also one in five in the conference. Um, you know, they, they struggled uh, at home against Texas in the opening weekend of conference play, losing all three games. And then they were able to take one from Texas tech this last weekend um, on the road down in Lubbock, winning the final game of that series, 10 to four. They, this weekend are, are, bringing Baylor in uh, for a another Big 12 series here. So Baylor's coming in. They're playing at 4 p.m. on Friday, uh, at 2 p.m. on Saturday, and then at 12 p.m. on Sunday. So, again, lots of action for you to go out and see. Uh, you know, if you have the opportunity to do it, I highly recommend it. These teams are, you know, representing your Jayhawks very well. And unfortunately, the results aren't quite where we want them, but, you know, these are programs you can get excited about. And, of course, as we've talked about with some of the other programs, the more support we're giving the entire athletic department as a whole, the better it is for everybody in the department. So again, highly recommend you head on out there if you have the ability to do that uh, because they could definitely use your support. Uh, one other sport to talk about at this, I'm sorry, two other sports to talk about at this point. The first one being men's golf. Um, you know, this is a, uh, they, they are into their spring schedule. Uh, let me see. I'm sorry. Yes, they are into the spring schedule. They have already done quite a few um, of what they have here, but they, they uh, last weekend in the Cowboy Classic that was in Chandler, Arizona, uh, was not the greatest performance. They tied for 10th. Uh, I'm sorry. They tied for 11th at the end of the, the tournament, um, which again was not, not a great showing for them, but they have been playing fairly well prior to that. They were third at the Seahawk intercollegiate, uh, in, in North Carolina before that, uh, you know, and they've, they've had quite a few good showings. They ended up third, uh, back in the beginning of March at the Bandon Dunes, uh, the Bandon Dunes challenge, uh, up in Bandon, Oregon. So, I mean, they've had some good results. It's been a little bit difficult here and there, but this is a team that has shown some talent. I believe last I saw, or at, at, at one point they were up to number nine in the rankings, 
uh, for this team. So they are expected to make some noise when we get to the, you know, the, the big 12 championships and potentially getting into the NCAA regionals. So if you, again, if you have the opportunity to follow this team while they don't have anything in, uh, you know, in, in Kansas, like at Lawrence that you can really follow right now, I highly recommend that you do what you can to stay up with the team and we will provide whatever updates we can um, over on the site at, at Blue Wings Rising. So, and then the final team that I wanted to make sure that we got an update on again, I, I apologize for not staying as up to date throughout the basketball season, but the Kansas tennis team, friend of the podcast, uh, Todd Chapman, who has been on the podcast a few years ago, um, you know, they are 13 and seven right now. They're three and three in conference. Uh, they, they did drop their last match uh, against Miami. That was, wait a minute. Sorry. I'm looking at the wrong one. I didn't scroll down far enough. That's anyway. Uh, they did lose the last match against Iowa state five to two. Um, but prior to that, they had beat West Virginia on April 1st. Um, you know, and then they've, they actually had, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. They were on a six match winning streak. Um, prior to that with the two losses prior to that being against, uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma state on the road. So it's a, very, a fairly good squad. They are playing, or they their next match is against Texas on the eighth. That is down in Austin, Texas. Uh, I'm sorry. So yes, it will be today on Friday at 3 p.m. down in Austin, Texas. That will be on the Longhorn Network for anyone that does actually have that available that they can watch it. Especially those of you that are listening that, are, that live down in Texas. I'm fairly certain that you can find it down there. Highly recommend you do if you can. Um, college tennis is one of those things that is. A little bit more exciting than I than I think I was initially anticipating before I actually started watching it. So you know all of the simultaneous action. There's a lot of stuff to really keep up with, and it's it's great to watch. So, um, but then they also follow up next week. I'm sorry, on Sunday. So over this weekend as well, uh, they are on the road down in Waco, Texas, against Baylor. That match starts at 11 a.m. Central Time. I do not see any broadcast information, uh, so I, unfortunately, I don't believe you'll actually be able to watch it. Uh, on television, but you will be able to follow it over on the KU website, over on Twitter with the tennis program. Highly recommend you do it because again, they are a, you know, they are a team that is playing fantastically right now. Um, and I expect them to make a big push going into the big 12 tournament in a conference that is a fairly good tennis conference as well. So, um, you know, they will wrap up the home slate. Well, they will wrap up the regular season as well next week on April 16th with the sunflower showdown. We'll talk a little bit more about that one next week as well, but before they head into the Big 12 Championships down in Fort Worth at the end of the month. So, But that is going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get as many episodes out this week as I was intending. There is a chance that we may have to cut back on the schedule, especially in the offseason, um, just with some of the things that are going on. Uh, want to make sure that I'm not just putting out episodes for you guys just to, to you know, get mindless information out or to re- be repeating a lot of the stuff that we do. I want to make sure that if, I'm, if you're taking the time to listen to what we're doing here, that it is something new, something interesting, a different angle that we haven't already talked about so that we're not just regurgitating the same information over and over and over again. So, again, I, I appreciate you guys being with us throughout the entire season. It's been absolutely fantastic. We are Going to hold off. I know typically towards the end of the season, we will go ahead and do, you know, our season finale where we kind of recap the entire season before we take a break. Um, I'm not planning on doing that anytime super soon because we will be following the rest of these teams uh, at least through the end of this month before we start thinking about wrapping up. So we'll have, you know, some more baseball, softball, golf, tennis coverage, along with looking ahead at, you know, implications of what's happened from the spring football season. We will also be kind of looking at college basketball. Uh, you know, both the men and the women kind of looking ahead a little bit to to what recruiting stuff is happening um, and then also potentially what these teams are going to be looking like for next year. So there's a lot of stuff still to talk about. I, I hope you guys stay with us for the next few weeks as we as we kind of explore a lot of those things before taking a break at some point in the summer. Again, I'll keep you guys up to date on when all of that's happening as it's coming up. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. I really do appreciate every single one of you that that tune in. Um, you know, we, we we got a decent bump from the national championship, but that's kind of to be expected. But I, I know of a lot of you guys that are out there that have been listening for free years here with the podcast, and I really appreciate all of it. So if you guys have not, if this is your first episode you're listening to, or if you just came and started with us in the last few weeks as we were making the run to the national title, um, 
head on out wherever you get your podcasts, where it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the other million apps that are out there. Just search for Rock Chalk Podcast so you can subscribe. Or if you know, you're know you listening to this episode now, just go ahead and click the little button that gets you to the main page so you can subscribe and get every single one of our episodes as soon as they come out. We really do try to bring you guys all the information you need about these Kansas Jayhawk programs in as entertaining a way as possible. So if you ever have any comments, questions, suggestions, people that you want to try to interview, anything like that, you can always contact me by email at rockchalkpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at rockchalkpod. We are part of the Anchor platform, so we can get your you know voicemails from you guys if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, people you want me to try to interview, anything like that. Um, you, can, you can do that by going to anchor.fm slash rock-chalk-podcast slash message, and I promise that we'll get your voice on the show. Again, I want your guys' input, and that's one of the best ways to do it so you can directly speak into the show. Um, but we are also on, on the 1012 Podcast Network. There's a lot of stuff happening with the Big 12 Conference. You know, I'm, I'm over on the flagship podcast, the 1012 Podcast, typically every Monday, talking about everything going on over there and how it affects the Jayhawks as well. So highly recommend that you check out all the great shows we have over there. Go on Twitter at 1012 Network. That's T-E-N-1-2 Network. And you'll get links to all of those fantastic shows. So, But that's going to do it for us tonight. Make sure you guys visit our sponsor, Homefield Apparel. Again, promo code CHALK12 gets you 50% off your entire first order. And they have a bunch of great stuff. But thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you guys next time on the Rock Chalk Podcast. Welcome to Between Two Bears, the newest 1012 Network podcast. Uh, this is Matt is Bear. I'm going to introduce my co-host, Evan Abair, uh, to give you a quick idea of what the show is about. Yeah, Between Two Bears is going to be a it's going to be a great sorry Between Two Bears is going to be a great look at the silly and sometimes stupid. Between Two Bears is going to be a great look at the silly and sometimes stupid side of Baylor sports. Hey, I'm gonna try one more time. Between two. Bears. Okay, uh, Evan. Evan's gonna go take a nap. Um, but we are excited to join the 1012 Network along with the rest of their already great lineup of Big 12 podcasts. Check them out at 1012 Network on Twitter and us as well at Matt is Bear and at Evan A Bear. Uh, Sickum Bears. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.